So we're gonna give it a we're gonna give it a jump start again. All right. All right. All right. So we're gonna do the intro. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Behind the Wall with Eric Levine. I am Eric Levine, your host, and I am here with a very special guest. Actually, my first guest here on the podcast. Uh, he is probably the most popular chef in America. He is a restaurateur. He is a cookbook author. He is a celebrity chef. We've seen him on Food Network. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, amazing chef. So please welcome to the podcast, uh, Chef uh, David Burke. Hey. How are you, brother? So What's thank up? you thank you again for uh, being my first guest here and for yep. joining me. An honor. And, uh, it's, it's my honor. So uh, for those who don't know, Dave, I worked for uh, Dave many, many moons ago at the River Cafe. Uh, and <laughs> I learned a ton from him and I got my ass kicked in for him, from him. And I will say that he is probably the reason that I have had a lot of the success I've had because of his thought process and outside the box thinking. So for me, I thank you on that. All right. Now it's true. It Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. People wouldn't survive these, what things happened back then today. No. Uh, a little bit, a little bit softer than we were back then. No, yeah. That was uh, that was a war zone. Yes. yes. Under the bridge. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> that was a great place to work. One yes. of the best training places ever. Still a great restaurant. It really is. Yeah. The River Cafe. The years, many years ago. Been, it's worth, worth a trip when it gets open. Then we need yeah. to celebrate when we reopen everything. Absolutely, Chef. So I wanted to ask, I have a bunch of questions I want to ask you for the podcast. So the first one I want to start with is, what made you actually want to become a chef? <laughs> a great question. Well, you know, it's hard to answer it definitively because, you know, you know, when you're a young, a young man or woman and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life, oftentimes you have no idea and you don't really choose correctly. Um, but I had pressure to decide what I wanted to do by my father. You know, like he was a baby, he was an old timer and he's like, you know, and I was working in a restaurant kitchen uh, as a dishwasher. Then I was starting to cook and I was just in love with it. You know, I would just, I mean, I like to work anyway. I like I like making money, but I, I was a, you know, I was cutting lawns. I had a newspaper route when I was like 12, you know, nice. so I always had a job, you know, and, uh, I, you know, I started working with the big boys. You know, my older cousin was in the kitchen. The guys in the kitchen were, you know, of course older. And I had a, I, you know, I used to fix air. I worked at a little hotel. I was, I was like a handyman's assistant. And then I finally, I'd go in there for my lunch and these guys were like cutting it up. You know, there were some Vietnam guys that came back from Vietnam. My cousin, long haired, couple clean cut guys, you know, and uh, they just were loving each other. You know, it was like, it was like a sport. It was like a clubhouse in the kitchen. Yes. And um, but they, then they business, then they'd get busy. And you, it was like a, it was like a, they were dancing, man. It was like, oh, look at these guys. And it was serious. And the food came out. And they spun the plate in that window. And, it, and I'm like. I can't believe that same guy was making that food. You know, it was it was like it was like musicians. You know, you see them standing one way, and then they're on stage, and it's like wow. So I got a, I, I started. I wanted to learn quickly, and uh, you know, and that's what was my goal. And I was like, wow, you know. But that that was the that's but just that little kitchen there. That was that 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 entertainment that excitement and the fact that every day I went home I do I do more I was better I learned I, you know I had instant gratification plus I ate like a king 
<laughs> that doesn't hurt. And then I, you know, and I worked my ass off, and they made fun of me because I took notes, and they used to write stupid shit in my notebook. You know, <laughs> you know. I bet you still write shit though, right? I still write shit. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then the one day, you know, and the, the the chef, he had a red Corvette, and I used to ask me to wash it once in a while, and. and uh, I went out one day and I was just finishing his car and I walked around the side of the building and he was having sex with some model by the <laughs> and I, I was like, yep, I'm going to be a chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is I awesome. was like, I think I can do that. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to happen now? The kids are going to hear this podcast and you'll be like, oh wait, I get to cook and have sex with models? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was the 70s. Right, that different story. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I remember that day. I was I had a little extra skip in my beat walking home through the woods. I was like, wow. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean a simple thing like building a turkey club sandwich bat when you're a dishwasher is a big deal. And making sure it was perfect. And you know, right. talking that was like my first that was architectural cuisine <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. Right, and, uh, and, then, and then look but, what you did to it. You took it to a whole other level. Shall you know, but learning how to open a clam quickly. You know, I was like, I had to, I had to know things. I couldn't, right. like, you know, I'd go in early. I'd be like, listen, can you teach me how to open oysters? Can you teach me how to make this pastry? Can, you? which was because the curiosity was killing me. I just had to, you know, I was like, how can a guy open a bone out of chicken that fast or fillet a fish that fast, and uh, and not and other people can't? You know, how can you know? Pastries was a whole other world. I, I couldn't even get to that yet. It was too much to learn. But I had these guys that could saute and make all the veal sauces, you know, all those pan sauces. The pie was just wild because it, yes. was, it was exciting. It was really sexy. And I saw the sex appeal in it at a very young age before I think the American public and or the chefs were like, what you could do with it. Right. Oh, and, and if you're a worker and you really like to work, you can really climb quickly if you can find the right people to teach you. Because there's a lot of people back then didn't really want to teach you. They didn't. They didn't. You know, the culinary institute was share, right. the culinary institute was a baby. It was just bubbling. You know, just starting out. I mean, and to be get become a serious culinary school. But there was no other celebrity chef. There was not like you know. I didn't come uh, approaches and say. I want to be a celebrity chef and have a TV show and own nine restaurants and 20 restaurants and sell pots. That didn't exist. I just wanted to be the quarterback of the kitchen. That was the goal. Right. We wanted to be a good chef. And, I, you know, I guess we thought about money, but I don't even remember thinking what a salary. You know, being a chef was not a profession until 1977. It was, right. it was like a, being a maid or a janitor. It was a service right. business. It's service business, so When yeah. I told my dad I wanted to be a chef, it was about 77. <laughs> he says, sit down, sit down. I said, okay. He goes, let me explain something. He goes, he goes, he goes I know you smoke pot. He goes, I just didn't know how much. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. That is awesome. So how, how are you uh, with this whole COVID thing going on, the shutdown? How, how's your company reacting? Um, what's, your, what's your focus? Well, we're, we, you know, we, there's not much reaction because there's not, there's, we, our hands are tied. Right. You know, we, you know, then David Burke Tavern in the city is the only one. We know we serve a thousand meals a day to um, at five dollars a head to uh, hospitals and uh, shelters and wherever wherever this organization takes. But we provide that, so we sign a deal with them, and that's okay for us. We don't make money on five dollars a meal because, the, right. but for now, it, it's cash flow. 
and I have a few people working who did get our loan from the government. And in that particular instance, our New Jersey restaurants are dibbling around with the takeout and all that. And then at South Orange, we, and we, we fed a lot of the hospitals when they needed it, but now they've mellowed out. Um, I, I created something called Feed the Heroes, which is a platform of uh, uh, people donating money. And we, we turn that money into meals and jobs for our employees. That's um, great. And uh, so we're waiting. The word is on the 15th of this month. Uh, June will be able to open for outdoor seating, outdoor maybe seating. some inside yeah. seating. New York City, no word yet. Um, you know, we're we're signing a deal in Charlotte. We should we should be open in a month there in North Carolina. Oh, and uh, you know, and, and I started cooking at home and doing these Instagram things with a puppet, and we're doing. Some yes, I, I have I have enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the uh, the fire as well. Oh yeah, he burned his face. <laughs> I left though. I, that way he could have fit in at the River Cafe. He went. He went bobbing for French fries. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do the perfect fit. So, uh, so we're doing that. We're working with QVC on some stuff, and we're, uh, you know, we're doing some. Uh, you know, we're pivoting a little bit with some kits. You know, we're doing the best we can. I mean, I, you know, Absolutely. we're still actively looking at deals. We're not looking, and we're not excited about New York City at all. We're kind of done with the that whole business of being there. We do have a couple yeah. of projects there. We will we'll, we'll fulfill them, but I have a nice list. But I got to renegotiate my lease. Uh, yeah, you know, I can't pay and, that and kind what, of rent. And I and honestly, I'm so fed up with New York City and the way they handle things and the mayor and all that and and the way they treat small business and now the riots. It's like you know what? I don't need that. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. A lot, a lot of a lot of businesses. Are I mean, go I, that I way. think I can make yeah. it go. I think I can I can compete uh, as long as my rent gets adjusted and I'm willing to do so. I have investors, and I want to get these guys paid. But I got to tell you something: it's uh, New York City is not what it once was. You don't have the other thing is you don't have to work in New York to get your stripes, right? Not anymore. The way it used to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Now, now there's a lot more. There's a lot more across the world, across the country, opportunities. Well, and not only place. that, it's, there's so much you can you can do really good food without having to be at the three star level. You know, it's you know, with times change, not everything is a tuxedo and a French waiter anymore. That's what we learned on. That's how we were. Right. That's that was the creme creme de la creme back then, and not it's not necessarily so now. Yes, it's great to know that. I love what I learned in France. I love what I learned, and but time change. Yeah. You know, and you and I, you and I had a conversation a few years ago about that, about what people are looking for now, where it's more comfort food, creative comfort food. Um, things that people could identify and feel good about and come back to. Well, yeah, um, people, way. you know, it, it's interesting what people look for. The steakhouse model was always one that was like a diner. A diner was tried to serve the steakhouse, but you, you'd be hard pressed to find a good diner in Jersey these days. Yeah, right? so, so people's point, yeah. taste change, sir. If you don't keep up with the times, you get buried. Right, yeah, the steakhouse model changed, and I was one of the people that helped change it when we went to, and opened Maloney and Porcelli, and we we actually put celebrity chefs and chefs that really knew how to write menus and great pastry and homemade bread, and, um, you know, steakhouse that really does where you're not getting a huge wedge of cheesecake, but you're getting a cheesecake pop, which makes more sense because how do you, how can you down a cheesecake wedge after you put down 32 ounces porterhouse, you know? So how you exactly. balance out the meal a little bit. But, you know, there's a lot of ethnic food that's floating around now. I think the writers and the bloggers and the influencers, some of which know what they're doing and others that have no clue. 
So, you know, the social media, <laughs> and my son's a pretty good one at it, but some of the social media, you know, everyone, everyone can tell the world how great they are. So it dilutes the pool. Right. You know, it doesn't mean they'll come back, but it's, um, it, it, you know, and the, the, some of the mainstream writing, and you look at the, you know, some of the, the top 10 restaurants in New York City are like, you know, six of them are Japanese or, or Asian or something you have, you know, an ethnic cuisine that, that where you sit on a stool or you, you right. know, so the, the, what was once perceived as the greatest dining experiences, which was a, a four course meal, a three course meal, a fan, a $5 million build out, you know, a three star restaurant is not necessarily the, um, what is the standard anymore. You know, now, right, no, now it could be a 12 seat counter. Yeah. Which I think some, I love that idea, yeah. but, uh, but is that a restaurant or is that somebody's, somebody's school or somebody's house or somebody's right, kitchen. Like a it's not necessarily a restaurant where you know you're you know you're closing a business deal that's more of a cooking class you know right. what i mean that's a different a model of business you know yeah. and when you when you have a 12 seat restaurant uh, or a 20 seat storefront where there's no bar that's what it is it's a storefront that's a small restaurant versus something that's that is built uh, deluxe not to say everything built deluxe is good either but there's got to be uh, more generalization of what you're going to. If I, because you know, I read about these restaurants, I get overhyped, and I show up, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! You know, right? You got to be kidding me! This, this is what they're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the the industry has changed a lot in what the expectations are, and well, there's also a lot of politically correct things going on. Yes, there. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be the best to be nominated to be the best. Right. Yeah, that that's that's a complete. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, are, are your sons uh, involved in the restaurant still? No, or? my no, my son was my GM. He was excellent. He's back in college. Uh, going into it. He wants to be IT. He's into the tech. He's, he got he said I got tired of babysitting waiters. <laughs> Just something that we sometimes do. Well, so yeah. what was what was what has been your what was your like your youngest memory of food like what was your biggest connection to food as a as a young man or as a young cook uh well i didn't eat, I, I didn't i didn't come from a restaurant family and we didn't eat out much at all but we did eat healthy food my, my dad was a health uh marathon runner so we ate you know we didn't have oh, sugar well. we didn't have processed foods we ate wheat germ and brown bread in the 70s which nobody did and we hated it <laughs> but I, uh, I thank them now because I don't drink soda. I don't, I don't snack on junk food. Um, I pick a lot. The rest one, if you see my belly, you know that. But I, I actually <laughs> lost twenty pounds during this COVID because there you go. Well, because I can't go in a restaurant and pick like a, a farm animal. So I got to cook <laughs> everything in my house and make it, which I, I have been doing. But I, use, I cook, I cook smart. I, I just don't pick smart. Right. I don't, I don't my earliest memory would be, uh, you know what? My earliest memory would be. <laughs> High school cooking because I don't really pay attention to much before that, and I used to make stuffed French toast when I first started dabbling. I made a paella. I made a few things. Uh, I made a chocolate fondue for uh, class one day. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah, those are the things when I was first learning. You know, I I worked at a cooking school when I was in high school as well, so I was exposed to different cuisines from around the world. I was like, it was like Peter. Uh, it was like the Beard House. 
but it was in the Mammoth Mall, East Ham Mall, whatever they called it back then. And it was like a Williams-Sonoma, way ahead of its time. And I used to prep all the dishes for the cookbook office. Julia Child, Marcel wow. Maison, um, a bunch of other uh, Asian, and uh, uh, Paula Wolfert. I had no idea who they were, and I did all the recipes. I have them all, and I learned about couscous. So I was super, super excited about food because I was, I was learning, you know, what a bouquet, like I was learning the right way, not in a half-assed Jersey Shore kitchen. Right. Like I was like, what a bouquet, <laughs> like how to make real stock and not like right. go over there and get that bouillon cube and add 10 of those to the rice peel-off, you know? Not, you know it's funny when you, you talk about food memories and, and like and when I, and I think about what the kitchen was like at, at the River Cafe and how all the stocks were always going on and always, you know, you had so many really cool creative things and that's why I always talk about how you influenced my mind to think outside the box. Oh, we, so, we, we didn't throw anything away either. Like, no, oh, yeah. nothing, nothing. <laughs> we were talking nothing. about that the other day where you'd come in and you'd have like 20 extra lobster shells and you're like, okay, reinforce the stock, bring it out, right. put it back on the stove, boil it, chill it down and make that stock better. Fix yep. Yep, that was always flavored oils and the chips and the corn. Oh my god, it's great! Yeah, even all the little sausages, even like the chip. I remember like, we were for brunch. I think it was you did a chorizo sausage, oh. but it was a small. Oh, so good! Like it stuck with me. So yeah. even now, when I'm making my sausages here, that flavor sticks with me. Oh, so we had that. We all <laughs> we made our own baby English muffins. We had quail eggs Benedict. Yeah, oh, man. No, and, was, no, was, I think there was a there was the energy and the enthusiasm and the. Uh, the timing to be there in the 80s <clears throat> and the, the bubbling of creative American food. And that that played a significant part of uh, of, uh, of getting respect for American cooking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So any uh, any cookbooks coming up? Anything new with and, that? Well, I might write a cookbook with my new uh, partner, Lefto, my puppet. Yeah, there you go. So I might do something like that, but we're going to start working on more. You know, I got a beautiful home in Atlantic Highlands, so I'm going to set this up as a TV studio and do some work here. And I'm trying to do a reality show out of this house. That's probably a couple years away. But the reason I bought it was to, it's got several extra rooms and I want, I want, I want to work with Brookdale Community College on uh, an apprenticeship program or what we'll call the, uh, Burke University, six months of uh, of intense uh, working and uh, and hurdles that you got to go through, but all, all realistic ones of working in a professional kitchen. And after they say rent free, people will and will pay them a fair wage. They'll work in my restaurants, and when they graduate, we we put them up for draft amongst the best chefs in America. That TV. is awesome. Yeah, I, I love the way you think. I love the way. I just yeah, you're just you're the shit, man. And more people should pay attention to what you do, because this country would be a lot better off <laughs> from the industry if they listen to to your voice. So, thank you, uh, Dave. I really appreciate you coming on board. And and um, how could people find you, Chef Dave? Well, I don't want them to find me. <laughs> well, I'm not finding this. <laughs> how can they follow you, <laughs> Chef David Burke? dot com or Chef David Burke on Instagram and check out our Lefto videos and uh, the cooking with the puppets kind of fun. We started doing this to kind of amuse people during the uh, the beginning of this uh, pandemic and and try to uh, spread a little joy and a little compassion. And it turned into something. He was on the cover of two papers. He had, now he wants now he wants business cards and raise. Of course, of course. <laughs> 
So, uh, well, so that's that. That's we're uh, also, uh, what else are we doing? Yeah, that's it. That's where we are. You can find me in TJ Maxx and, no, no, where? Marshall's Home Goods and all that with our uh, pots and pans. If you want that's to buy awesome. something, then uh, you'll see me around, I guess. We're going to Charlotte next, Saudi Arabia. We're doing a lot of Jersey projects. And, uh, and that's that's it. That's it. We're gonna, awesome. we're gonna start focusing on the uh, on the Jersey stuff. That's great. No, that's your hometown. Yeah. So that's, that's, Thanks that's for good. inviting me on. I'm, I'm glad course. you're doing I, well. I see all your stuff on online on the on the post. So I, I, make I, me I proud, man. And eventually we get back opened up. You got to come out. I know you're a busy, man. But come out with the girl. Have dinner at the chef's table. I got to find a girl. Let me, let me cook for you. I owe you a dinner. Okay. I got to find. I want to go on a double date. So I need a girl that has a female puppet, so I can bring. My there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be epic. We'll film that. Shit. <laughs> all right, chef. Bye-bye. Thank you for your Thanks. time. Thanks and God bless. I'll talk to you soon.